Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited to be chatting today about probably my favorite topic, which is wellness. You'll notice in the show, most guests that I bring on and episodes that I record have an underlying theme of wellness, but today I wanted to dive in specifically to my wellness journey, my history with health and how I got to where I am today. And then I'll also touch on some topics that you all wanted covered when it comes to wellness. So I'm really excited to dive in and we'll start with my history or journey with wellness. When I was growing up, I grew up in a really healthy household. My dad was drinking green juice before Gwyneth, and I was always given supplements as a kid and encouraged to eat fruits and vegetables, and we ate around the table a lot growing up, and I'll always remember the focus on eating as a family and health and wellness growing up. It was always just a part of my household. Luckily, I know that not everyone has access to those things growing up, and I feel really lucky to have experienced that and to have had parents who focused on that. And so it was always a part of my life. Uh, That being said, you know, there would be wine around the table and dinner, like in many Mediterranean cultures, was really focused on connecting as a family and cooking and fresh ingredients. So I really, really enjoyed that. And it's something that I always focused on when I started creating my own meals and creating my own family. When I got to university, fast forward, I was in many different sporting activities and on many different teams growing up. I never was an incredible athlete or a good athlete at that, but I really liked to try everything and I loved moving my body and I loved being on a team. So I basically played every sport. I just wasn't necessarily amazing at any of them, but really enjoyed it. And then in university, I would say that I kind of fell off the health and wellness path. I think that many people do. There was a lot of partying and late nights and eating a ton of foods that didn't make me feel great. And for whatever reason throughout this time too, I started to maintain this mindset that I didn't need to work out. I don't know where that came from, but I really did not work out in university and I really don't know why. I'm guessing it was a mixture of having other things to do and not really focusing on it. Maybe also, we know when you go to university, you lose that team sport mentality. I wasn't good enough to continue playing sports in university, and I didn't really resonate with like the recreational sports, so I just didn't really exercise and work out, and like most college kids, did not place a large priority on my health, and it definitely showed, and I felt it, and then heading into the corporate world, I kind of just had this realization that I needed to start taking care of myself. I think it was around when I was 25 
I had just started at my first job in a tech company and I decided that I was going to learn how to run. And I had run track and field as a kid, but I guess I had completely forgotten how to run. And my cousin gave me this, I think I alluded to this on the first podcast episode, but gave me this couch to 5k running plan. And I started running every day. And I really, really loved how it made me feel not only physically, but really mentally. I think this was the first time in my life that I realized the connection between moving my body, taking care of myself and the effect that it had on my mind. And to this day, I'm 33 now. So almost 10 years later, I would say the main reason that I love to move my body and I love to take care of it is because of how it makes me feel both mentally and physically, but really specifically mentally. I'm one of those people that if I don't get a little bit of movement in first thing, then I can totally feel it throughout the rest of my day. So that's why I place such an important emphasis on moving my body. So that was kind of my first entryway or gateway into really understanding the wellness space and all that it had to offer. From there, I started taking group classes. I started experimenting with HIIT workouts and running half marathons. I did one half marathon and absolutely loved it. I started learning about Pilates. I started doing yoga. So movement was really the entryway into wellness for me. And then once I realized how impactful movement was, I started to experiment with fueling my body with the best possible foods. Luckily, I was, I don't think I I was almost married at the time, married into an Italian family that, again, really focuses on eating around the table and really enjoying conversation and enjoying food and eating really fresh food. And I was lucky to travel to Italy with my in-laws a couple of times. And the focus on really, really fresh produce was so astounding to me. I had, again, always grown up with a focus on fresh foods and fueling your body. But when I went grocery shopping in Italy and noticed that there was someone at the fruit and vegetable stand giving you the best pepper or tomato or cucumber of that day, I was truthfully blown away by how important the connection with the land and what fruits and vegetables are in season and how you could create a dish around it using the most simple ingredients and herbs and spices and good quality olive oil. And I, at that point, fell in love with cooking. I absolutely loved cooking for my husband every night. I loved hosting dinner parties and everything that I would make would always have a focus on freshness and wellness. And it's really when I fell in love with nourishing my body with healthy food. So I would definitely credit those trips to Italy with really falling in love with cooking. We were also lucky to take some really incredible cooking classes. And I feel like the biggest thing I took away from that and all of the cookbooks I've read since then is using the best possible quality ingredients you can find as fresh as possible, really fruit and veggie forward, and then the meats and the healthy fats and the greens and all of those other things that you can include are kind of the accompaniments to a really plant-focused forward meal. So 
That is how I fell in love with cooking. And again, really just honed in on how it made me feel when I would eat something fresh that I made myself versus eating, you know, pizza or leftover takeout or whatever it was, which of course we still eat those things and we enjoy them. But again, that's when I really came back to myself of how does this make me feel? So those were kind of my two pillars getting started into the wellness world. So really good quality food, cooking for myself, lots of healthy fats and good quality proteins, really focusing on plants and taking in as many vegetables as I possibly could and moving my body. And for the next five-ish years, that was really my focus. I did a ton of workout classes around Vancouver and anytime I would travel, I would try a new one. And that's still one of my favorite things to do. And then once you're kind of in that wellness space, you start to see how much there is available. And I think for someone who is newer to wellness, it's really overwhelming, especially now. There's so many articles and resources and opinions and books to read. And I read so many of them. I read so many nutrition books, so many wellness books. And I actually got to a point where I found there was so much information and a lot of it was conflicting that I stopped reading nutrition and wellness books altogether because I just found I couldn't discern the research and the opinions and when they conflicted directly against each other and how I was going to use that in my own life. So given that I had had, you know, many years of trying things out and eating certain ways, I really found what worked for me was what I said before, like really fresh, focus on plants, and then, you know, lean, good quality meats and healthy fats. And I kind of just stuck with that. And that's still what I do today. And for those who don't know, I have a five-day reset on my website, sophiecollins.com, that it's really kind of the basis of how I eat when I'm really trying to feel good. And it's 15 recipes. So five breakfasts, five lunches, five dinners, all gluten, dairy, and sugar-free recipes, really veggie forward, but still incorporating meats. So if you're curious about how I like to fuel my body and like to kind of reset and come back to what makes me feel good, that's a really good place to start in terms of the recipes that I love to cook on a weekly basis. Now, when I think about wellness today, because I have been in this space for quite a while now, and I've done a lot of research and listened to a ton of podcasts and read a lot of books and experimented for myself, I'm able to approach wellness from a perspective of what makes me feel good, but also listening to other people's experiences, seeing what resonates and trying it on for myself. And, you know, things will pop up throughout the years. Like for example, over the last year, I've started dry brushing every day and I had heard about it, you know, over the last five or 10 years, obviously it's an ancient technique that people have used for years and years and years, but you've heard about it kind of come into the mainstream wellness media. And finally, it's something that I do every day. And again, It's not necessarily that you see these crazy benefits and you look in the mirror and you're a completely different person. But for me, where I keep those wellness rituals and where I try new things is really just focusing on what makes me feel my best and what makes me feel really good. So dry brushing makes me feel so good. Taking a cold shower after a sauna makes me feel so refreshed and energized. And then there'll be certain things that I try out that, you know, they're kind of okay. They're cool. 
but they don't necessarily make a huge impact on how I feel. So I try to do the research and listen and hear people's experiences. But ultimately, once I try things, I kind of say, okay, is this for me? Is this worth it? Is it something I need to add into my routine? Because there are so many things you can do every day. And sometimes that's really overwhelming. And so you kind of just have to pick the things that really resonate with you. So for me, that is going back to my morning routine of filling up my cup. And that's a little bit of meditation, a little bit of movement, usually some reading and a cold shower, a sauna when I can. We are really lucky enough to save up and buy a sauna this year. And I honestly feel like it's been a massive shift in our immunity and anxiety and especially in living in Canada and Vancouver, it rains a lot. So getting through that rainy spring, having the saunas really, really helped. So ways that you can incorporate that is go to like an infrared sauna workout class. Jaybird is a really great example of one here in Vancouver. You can also go to local places that have infrared saunas or even do a heated workout class, like a hot yoga class, anything to get that detox and that sweat on, I have found to be really, really beneficial. And then other things that I like to incorporate into my day, obviously I love to walk, I love to listen to podcasts, and I love to fuel my body with healthy foods. And then I went through my morning and evening routine thinking about really, really shutting down at night, putting your phone away, taking a hot bath, using Epsom salts. All of those things are just really easy wellness tools that you can incorporate into your everyday in terms of fueling your body well, moving it, getting outside, getting some sunlight taking some time to yourself, breathing, all of these things are really great ways to come back to yourself and easy things that I do every single day. So I asked you all different topics you wanted me to cover when it comes to wellness. I'm just going to pick a few random ones to chat through. The first one is wellness routine for my littles. And I would say that I don't really have a wellness routine for them because I think I try to emulate what makes me feel my best and I share that with them, but I also try not to force things on the people around me. Like I don't make my husband meditate. I kind of just share what works for me. And if sometimes he wants to join in, great. But if he doesn't, that's cool too, because everyone is different. And when it comes to my kids, I would say I have focused on trying to fill them up with the best foods possible, but As any mom to young children can attest to, it is so hard to get your kids to eat. And I definitely thought I would be one of those moms that made whatever we were making for the family. And if the kids didn't eat it, they would go to bed hungry and they wouldn't get anything else. And I'm so not that mom. I really, really thought after reading Bringing Up Bebe, it was one of my favorite books, pregnant. I was like, I'm going to be exactly like the French. I'm just going to bring my kids everywhere. They're going to eat whatever I make. And if they don't like it too bad, but I'm totally not that person. I give my kids what we are eating. So I start off that way. And then usually they want a snack and we do have this drawer in our kitchen that is filled with healthy snacks. So I am of the mindset at this point in my life because we've you know, had various picky eating throughout the years that if the kids want a snack after dinner, they can go ahead and help themselves. And most of what we keep in the house is quite healthy within reason. We still have, you know, tortilla chips, but I try to make them siete or almond flour tortilla chips. We still have chocolate chips and chocolate, but I try to make a dark chocolate 
We still have juice boxes, but I try to keep them organic or make them a special treat. We still have popsicles, but I try to make them the ones that are only filled with fruits or I try to make them myself. So I think for me, what I've realized is the base of having a healthy household allows me a little bit of freedom to, you know, if the kids want chicken fingers, of course they can have chicken fingers when we're out or you know, I stock the freezer with frozen chicken fingers and frozen meals for them. So it's within reason. And I think also when you look at wellness and when you really dive deeply into it, there is so far you can go. You can be on a complete end of the spectrum where your kids, you know, can't go to birthday parties because there's cake and there's food dyes and all of these things. And to me, part of wellness is allowing myself to let those things go and allowing them to be kids. We love going for ice cream. We love having pizza nights. And I think as long as you're instilling in them that these are special treats and these are things to enjoy and really savor, then you're also giving them this approach to wellness that isn't so restrictive and Again, I think when it comes to food, I'm definitely of the abundance mindset. If the kids want to have a snack after they've tried salmon and broccoli and avocado, then they can go ahead and have a snack. And some of my favorite brands for packaged snacks, because we definitely do a lot of packaged snacks because they're on the go. I love Made Good. They have like vegetables in their granola, which is great. You know, a lot of these packaged snacks do have sugar, but hopefully it's minimal. We love healthy pouches. I would say my kids are not as into those now, but when they were younger, they really loved them. So Once Upon a Farm is a really good brand. It's really fresh. It's cold pressed. You keep it in the fridge. And then I love Love Child Organics. That is a really great brand. I order basically any of the products that they make. And they're also local, which is really cool. And I love giving them roasted seaweed. I love having nuts around for them. Nuts aren't a problem. So we keep a lot of nuts at home and offer those. And like roasted pumpkin seeds mixed with chocolate chips and dried cranberries, dried fruits, another good one that we really like. Cheese sticks. I also try and do like as clean of a pepperoni stick as I can find because the kids love them. So if they haven't eaten a ton of protein that day, I'll try to cut up like a pepperoni stick. So you can get like a grass-fed beef pepperoni stick, which are great. I get those from Spud, which is a local grocery delivery service. And so I think if you're just, again, showing them, leading by example, instilling in them, you know, what is a treat? What is a normal day-to-day? but also really trying not to be restrictive because I think that that can lead to issues down the line. And I think that you want to make sure that your kids are comfortable around any type of food. And when we go to birthday parties, it is usually pizza and then ice cream cake and then some sort of sweet on the way home. And that just is what it is. And hopefully at dinner that night, we'll have extra veggies and hopefully they'll not have a total tantrum. But I just think you have to let things go where you can. The next question was around supplements. I actually did a TikTok on all of the supplements that I take in a day, and I was so overwhelmed after watching back my own video, and I started to think, this might be a little bit much for one person, and it was just an interesting retrospective looking at my own practices. So I currently take a pre and probiotic. I take seed 
and I've taken it for years. I absolutely love it. I have a discount code for seed, which is Sophie C15. So I love a good probiotic because gut health is so, so important. And I have just found my digestion is better using seed. My skin is better. And overall, I've just been really, really happy with the product. Then with breakfast, I'll usually take a skin supplement. So I love the Bend Beauty supplements. Um, They're high in omega-3s. And I have a code for that as well. It's Sophie20. That's another one I've been taking for years and I will always keep in my routine. I also try and take a turmeric supplement for reducing inflammation. And since my second pregnancy, I've been taking biotin regularly and I find it super helpful for growing my hair, strengthening my hair. The other thing that I love that I take every other day is iron and I am low iron. So it's something that I absolutely need to keep within my routine. And I always try and pair my iron with a vitamin C. So if you don't know, vitamin C helps you absorb iron. So if you're taking your iron without a vitamin C, that can really disrupt the absorption of the iron. So I would definitely recommend taking it with vitamin C. I also love at night taking a supplement called Relax Max. This is something that I get from my naturopath, Bobby Parmar, who I will be having on the show, which I'm super excited about. And I take that along with magnesium. I was taking magnesium bisglycinate. I think that's how you say it forever. And then I listened to Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast on sleep, and he said he takes magnesium L3 and 8. And so now I've been taking magnesium L3 and 8. Often it's sold out, so I'll go back to bisglycinate. But I do like the L3 and 8 magnesium. Organica is a really good brand for that. And then some supplements that I don't take every day, but I absolutely swear by, are the Array supplements. So they have three that I really love. The bloat, which I take after heavy meals, I take this always when I'm traveling because I'm just not eating in my regular routine, usually not eating as many vegetables and you're bloated from flying. There's so many things that cause bloat when you're traveling. So I always take that with me. The other one that they have that I love is the calm. And this I take on days that I'm just feeling a little bit of extra anxiety. I'm a little riled up. Again, always take that when I travel because when I travel, I get more anxious, which this maybe we should think about travel in general as it relates to wellness. The last one that I love from Array is sleep. And I've alluded to this before, and I think I'm probably going to do a full episode on this, but I have really struggled with insomnia in the past. And my sleep can go up and down. If I'm really, really good, it usually is pretty good lately over the last couple of years. But if I'm anxious about something or, you know, maybe I had an extra cup of coffee that day or something's off in my cycle, there's so many things that contribute to sleep. I will take a couple of the sleep array supplements and I find it just kind of takes the edge off of falling asleep, which is where I really struggle. My code for array is Sophie 15. And that is the majority of what I take. I'll cycle certain things in and out throughout the year based on how we're feeling as a family. Like I get a lot of 
other supplements from my naturopath based on our immunity. I love this silver spray that I take if I feel a sore throat coming on. And then there's this other blend that my doctor gives me, which is like an echinacea blend. And again, depending on the time of year and how I'm feeling, but that's kind of the main thing. I definitely have been thinking about trying athletic greens and I know it's really expensive, but I did a calculation on what it would cost to make or buy a green juice every day and including buying all of your supplements every couple of months. And it is cheaper, way cheaper. I think it's $75 a month. So I think I'm going to give that a try and I'll let you guys know how that goes. Also touching on supplements, one of the questions was around vitamin IV drips. I love these. I think that they are such a good booster for when you're not feeling your best. For example, A few weeks ago, we were going through a lot of stuff personally with health in the family, and I felt myself getting sick, and the kids were sick, but I had the craziest couple weeks that were coming up. I had to put on three different events. I was traveling to Montreal. I was solo parenting. There was just so much going on, and so I actually ended up getting two IVs in a week, and I did not get sick, luckily, so I think that it's a really good supplementation for those times where you're feeling really worn down or you've just been traveling, but it's definitely not something you need, I don't think, on a weekly basis. I think it's a really good kind of booster for those extra downtimes. I love this next question. It's around seed cycling, and this is something I've talked about on my Instagram and something that I am pretty much religious about now. So seed cycling is this concept whereby you ingest and take certain seeds at certain times of your cycle. So on day one to 14 of your cycle, you take one to two tablespoons of pumpkin seeds and one to two tablespoons of flax seeds ground. I take those in my smoothie. And then on day 15 to 18, you take one to two tablespoons of sesame seeds and one to two tablespoons of sunflower seeds ground. And it's supposed to do so many different things. You can look it up. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but so many women have sworn by this method for things like their skin, hormonal acne, hormones and balancing your hormones in general, like coming off the birth control pill. I did have a few people reach out to me saying that their acupuncturists recommended this when they were trying to get pregnant and it really helped. So again, I'm not a doctor. But my own personal experience with it is that it's completely balanced my hormones. Obviously, I'm always trying to balance my hormones through different workouts and relieving stress, but it is kind of the one thing that I've noticed the biggest difference in my hormones and my cycle from is seed cycling. So definitely check it out if you're interested in kind of like wellness on the fringe, but it has been a huge game changer for me when it comes to my cycle. I had really irregular cycles after having my kids and going through various stressors in my life. And this really helped balance it out. I also will say since I started seed cycling consistently, I have had the best skin I've had in years So I don't know if that's a coincidence based on other things I'm doing. Like I think the sauna really helps with that too, but I really, really, really swear by this, especially if you're someone who suffers from hormonal acne and you want to just create the best possible environment for your hormones to thrive. So there's a few questions here about going off birth control, more protein for women as you age, and 
postnatal health. So these are things that I want to bring on experts on to talk about when it comes to taking care of yourself, because I'm not an expert. I can share my own experiences of, you know, what I've gone through, but I think to really do some of these topics justice, I want to bring people on. So I'll bring on my doctor, Dr. Bobby Parmar. I also want to bring on my therapist, Dr. Michelle Cambolis, who both of these people have had a humongous impact on my health and well-being. So I'm really excited to bring them both on to talk about more technical health topics as well as anxiety, postpartum depression. That was a lot of what came up when I asked what you wanted to talk about. But I will kind of rapid fire the next few just to finish it off. So the next one is chlorophyll water. That's not something that I have stayed consistent with. I've used it in the past and I found I did have an increased energy. I felt really good. But again, going back to all of the supplements I take, it's not something where I just felt this massive difference. So I just didn't continue it. But I know that Mary Ruth's Organics does have a really good chlorophyll dropper. And that's the one I used and I loved it. It had this kind of minty taste. So I'd highly recommend trying that one. And my code for Mary Ruth's, which also works on Amazon, is Soph Collins. The next one is cold plunging. So I don't have a cold plunge. I could totally just jump in the ocean or the lake, but I absolutely love my cold showers. So I'll try to do anywhere from one to three minutes every single day. Sometimes my shower is only cold. I have like ridiculously fast showers and that's made a huge impact on my energy, how I feel, my immunity, my anxiety levels. That is one I would highly, highly recommend. So that's going to be all for today's episode on all things wellness. There are so many topics we could cover, so please keep the requests coming and I really, really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.